this morning. Our first reading from the book of Exodus in the 13th chapter. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever is the first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both of man and of beast, is mine. Then Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of slavery, for by a strong hand the Lord brought you out from this place. And when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, and shall give it to you, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens the womb. All the firstborn of your animals that are male shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. Or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. Every firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. And when in time to come your son asks you, what does this mean? You shall say to him, by a strong hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animals. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all the males that first opened the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading this day is from the letter to the Colossians in the third chapter. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise as you're able in honor of the gospel. And our gospel reading this day is from Luke's gospel in the second chapter. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the sight and the presence of every people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles 
and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon them. This is the gospel of our Lord. Maybe Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the love you have shown us in Christ. And we pray that you would work by your Spirit, remove distractions from our hearts and minds, and hold on to us in your grace and mercy and peace that you give so freely. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Certainly feels like that title this year, doesn't it? Always Christmas. Rachel and I were just talking before service, and uh, many of our families have done this too. We've been at church every day since Wednesday. <clears throat> From a Christmas concert to a peace light ceremony with the scouts and bringing this light that's on the altar here to, uh, what did we do? Oh yeah, Christmas Eve, and then uh, there was Christmas Day, and then there's today, and it's never ending. It feels like it's always Christmas. But that's beautiful. See, that's a treasure that we actually have. As we were watching a movie last night, uh, for those that were over at the house, we were watching Narnia um, and Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. And there's a very kind of eye-opening and almost sad scene where Father Christmas rolls in after the seven sea kids have been in Narnia for the second time, and Father Christmas comes sledding in, and he's, he's talking to them, and, and they start asking him about Christmas, and he says, oh, lately, no. It's always winter. Never Christmas. How heartbreaking would that be? That's actually how a lot of people live. It's always winter and never Christmas. I think of all the things that we've enjoyed over these past few days, the joy of God's love for us given in Christ and the joy of each other gathering together to hear God's word and to sing his praises. And that's not there in a lot of people's lives. The remnants of it might be, the, the gifts or the trees or the family gatherings and all those things might be there and, and all the trappings of Christmas might be there, but it's just kind of winter. It's not really Christmas. You see, without Christ in the middle of it, without Jesus there for you, without God's love being spoken about for you, it's always winter and never Christmas. And then there are those that have never even heard God's word, really, throughout their life. And sometimes they've heard it and pushed it away. And we start to 
replace it with just about anything we can try to, to replace it. And then emotionally, spiritually, and in every other way, it starts to always feel like winter and never Christmas. And even for those of us that have been in the church for a really long time and we hear this word regularly and we know God's love for us, yet there's still these moments where it feels like we're just waiting forever for God to show himself in the midst of our life or in the midst of a problem or a struggle or loneliness or whatever the feelings may be that are going on. And whenever those times in life come up, it always feels like winter and never Christmas. And Simeon and Anna, I imagine, would feel somewhat similar. I mean, think of all of those who lived before the time of Christ's coming. The amount of time that the Israelites had waited and waited and waited for the coming of the Messiah. It must have always felt like winter and never Christmas. Though they had God's word and promised to hold on to at least, there was always a feeling that it was never coming. Always winter and never Christmas. And so now we see Simeon and Anna busy amongst their duties at the temple. Just whatever it is that they did every day. Anna in her later years of life as a widow, always in and amongst the temple. Praying, fasting, waiting. Always feeling like winter and never Christmas. And Simeon don't really know how old he was but he was there and the holy spirit had come to him and told him you will not die before you see the messiah what a beautiful word to hold on to a hope to have to know that he was going to actually see the christ with his own eyes behold him with his own hands but until that day came always winter never christmas then That beautiful moment, right? Mary and Joseph come walking up to Jerusalem. They come to the temple to bring their firstborn child to the temple to show before the priests and for the time of purification and to give their offerings and whatnot. And then there he is, Jesus in the midst of the temple, in the midst of his father's house, brought in. And Simeon and Anna finally get their Christmas. It's no longer winter. The Christ child is given to them. And Anna sees and starts praising God and telling everybody around that Jesus is there. The Christ has been given. And Samuel, same thing. Being Not Samuel, Simeon. Simeon, being able to hold him in his own hands, Christ given to him. To hold on to, and to raise up. No longer winter, but Christmas. The joy of God and peace of God and love of God there as Simeon holds on to him. That's what's given to you. As you gather together to hear God's word, as you receive his gifts in the sacrament, God in Christ given for you. Always Christmas, never winter, because you get to hear of that joy and love for you. The forgiveness of your sins given to you, placed into your hands to hold on to. Always Christmas and never winter anymore. Because as Christ has been given to us, it's what we have, just that. It's always Christmas. It feels like we're waiting a long time for Christ to come once again. 
Yet we have that same promise and same hope as Simeon and Anna and all those who were given the promise of God that He would come in the flesh, and He has, and now we know that it's always Christmas. And we rest in that promise that Christ will come again where we will no longer have to wait for anything. And then it will truly always be Christmas and never winter, living in the presence of Christ, not just with little shadows of it here and there, but with Christ fully present in the midst of everybody. Always Christmas and never winter. So enjoy this Christmas. For you, dear Christian, it's always Christmas. Amen. You pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have made it always Christmas for us. Every Sunday, you are here and present, and you give of yourself for us. We do not deserve it, yet are blessed by it. And we thank you, Lord, for the love that you give us in Christ, the forgiveness that you give us through him, and the promise and hope that you have given to us, that when he returns, we will be in your presence. Amen. I invite you to rise as you're able.